Hello. Yo, what's up? Hey, not much. What's up with you? Nothing. What's going on? Nothing. <laughs> Trying to free up some room on my hard drive. Oh, why? Because I download too much shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? Oh, just peachy. Okay, dude, you got to tell me how Florida fucked up so bad. Uh, because old people <laughs> don't don't like other, other old people. Old people? <laughs> other old people. <laughs> and because there wasn't a good Democratic alternative. But it's not like DeSantis won by a little. He won by over a million votes. No, he didn't. <laughs> and he won by a, a. He's increased the number of Republican Latin Americans. How? Like Cubans. It's like, why would a Cuban, you know, especially the older ones who grew up with Castro and left the country, want to vote for another dictator? Yeah, I. All the shit that he raised with Disney, I'm surprised Disney didn't like do some kind of like ground campaign to fucking out him. Mm, no, because Disney needs their tax breaks. <sighs> yeah, but you don't think the Democrats coming in would like work with them? Mm, I don't know. It just. It, uh... I mean, definitely, definitely that. The fear is that the Democrats are going to raise taxes. Okay. But they are on the rich. Right. So fuck Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, the only thing I can, I'm hoping for right now is that Elon Musk decides to buy Fox News. I and don't, he makes that, he destroys that as well. I don't think he's buying anything else for quite some time. No, no. He's going to drive Twitter right into the ground. And then with him being sued over his Tesla money, um, I don't think he's I think I think we're going to not hear from Elon Musk for a while. I think he's going to fall back and regroup and come up with something else like focus on SpaceX or something for a while. Mm, I don't know. Because Twitter was a was a fucking just a bomb of shit for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you saw all of the, like the blue check fiasco where people just started renaming themselves to him and then tweeting yes. out all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> yep. Like, the, like, uh, Kathy Griffin. Yeah. And they made the, um, the, the trolls made that, uh, pharmaceutical company lose like billions of dollars in a day by just Good. tweeting out that like they were going to make insulin free. Right. 
And so like, it's just been an epic disaster. So I don't know if there's a legal grounds that these people could be like, Hey, this is your company and you let this happen. So now we're going to sue you. Um, you know, he wanted it to be this big open fucking say whatever the fuck you want platform. And then that came and bit him square in the ass. So, right. I can only think that like, this is going to end badly for him. We can only hope so. Yeah. We can only hope so. I mean, Fox, Fox news, you know, their big claim now is that they're not a news channel. At least the big popular shows is, is entertainment and not fucking news. And the fact that right. old people can't fucking see through that or even acknowledge it just fucking blows my mind. You should have seen the commercials down here with older people. And I mean, the last the presidential election was horrible because there they had a bunch of people from the villages <laughs> and there was like this this one elderly couple had to been close to, you know, the end of their 80s. And the husband just looked totally lost, <laughs> like he didn't know why he was there. And the woman's talking about how, you know, Biden's going to raise taxes on us and we can't afford to live as it is. And like, really? <sighs> Whatever. I mean, it's the same I people. Hope all are... the Republicans, I hope all the Republicans are enjoying their 30 cents a gallon increase on gasoline <laughs> since DeSantis took, took over. Yeah. Because he canceled the tax holiday. Yeah, but he'll, he'll just blame Biden for it. Of course. Well, that was his whole plan was to make sure that, that the Democrats got the blame for it. And then somebody's pointed out that, you know, after Hurricane Ian, when he was still campaigning, DeSantis was all over the place. He was making appearances. He was surveying the damage. He put on his white go-go boots and, <laughs> you know, and this one that just destroyed the East Coast of Florida. Haven't heard a fucking peep. Nope. Because he won. Yep. So what what does he need with people? But, I mean, you would think that with the amount of votes that he got, he would want to then support the people that voted for him. But I guess it doesn't matter now because no, he's just no, going to throw his hat in the ring. Because now he's going to run. It, that's exactly what it is. Yep, for president and not and that was, fucking care. So the only good thing about that is if he and, he and Trump split the bill then neither one of them will get as many votes as Biden. Well, one of them's going to have to be the Republican nominee. Well, yeah. I don't think But what if he what if what if Trump decides to go independent? What if he becomes Ralph Nader? Uh, well, that that's okay. That's fine, but I I think with all the shit that I've seen in the past week with the so-called red wave never materializing I think that when, uh, well, when this comes out, he will have probably said that he's running for president. Um, it will be interesting to see how much coverage that actually gets because a lot of right wing places are pulling away from Trump. Well, and a lot of Republicans are too. Yep. So, so we can only hope. So it, it'll, you're, but you're right though. He could actually go independent and be like, well, fine. Fuck you guys then. 
Yeah, I'm still going to run. The MAGA party or whatever the fuck he's going to call it. Wouldn't that be great? Ay, ay, ay. It's just a great country we live in right now. Uh, it's something else, man. It's it's uh, scary. <laughs> it's incredibly scary. It's one big pile of shit. Yep, and it just gets worse. <laughs> So, yeah, good times. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. But for now, I mean, it seems like it's going to be status quo for the next two years. Well, unless we can get Warnock to to beat Herschel Walker. But they, they, uh, we've, uh, well, I say we, but Democrats have already taken, will have the majority regardless I guess. Well, no, it'll be 50-50. But the the tie the tiebreaker would be the Republican or not the Republican, the Democratic vice president. vice president. Right. But if they get 51 with Warnock, right, then then, then it's real fucking you know, then clear. they are the majority. And wouldn't that just be something if they threw like codifying um Roe v Wade and like did all of this shit and pissed the Republicans off. Been yep. like, well, okay, here we go. But when you have a Supreme Court in your back pocket, you know, you can't do anything wrong. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, rep- the Democrats need to fucking move. They, they can't just rest it, on their laurels. They need to play dirty. Oh. That's all it is at this point. Well, they, they need to actually do something. They, either way, whether it's what dirty do you mean, or do clean, something. We've got record employment, but but like securing the rights of the people. Well, showing that people that, really matter that women are like an actual voice in this country and like they deserve bodily autonomy and shit like that. Well, apparently not enough of them do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So exciting. Nice. Yeah. So we lost a couple of people this week. Whose turn was it to watch them? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the first one was Gallagher. Yes. Gallagher, the comedian. If you're too young to know who Gallagher is, uh, he was a dude that spent the last part of his com- comedy set destroying watermelons with a big hammer. Yep. Um, at some point he had sold the name to somebody else to do it. I guess there was like some weird okay. thing where there was a different Gallagher and he was hitting watermelons, but it wasn't the Gallagher you grew up with and like all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> but um, he he has one of my favorite bits of comedy there. You can look it up on YouTube. He did a bit about the American language and how stupid it is. And there's a reason why it's a hard language to learn. And he does this whole thing. He starts out and he says, comb C O M B T O M B tome. No tomb. Okay. Tomb T O M B B O M B boom. No bomb. And he goes off on all this stuff and it's just brilliant. And like, 
as a way to say goodbye to him, you should go watch it because it's it's a really well done piece about the the English language. Being okay. that that I speak English very badly, it's nice that like <laughs> you know there's it's there's a justification for it. Yeah. But yeah, and if you want to watch people get covered in watermelon bits, then those are online too. <laughs> very weird like i guess he was a prop comic i guess he was like the original prop comic like um he, he was the carrot top of his time right that's what i was just about to say big bushy hair under the like the what are those caps called the, the like the cabby. no it was like a cabbie cap oh like a scully cap is that what it's called scully cap scully cap yeah um so like and it it he wore suspenders and was like big and loud and had his mustache and um, real like in your face kind of comedy. And then you got wet with fucking watermelons. Yes. So people paid extra for those seats. Yes. He died this week and I think he was in his eighties. Gallagher. Let me find out. Hang on. He was, he was born in 1946, 76. So, okay. so he died at 76. Um, but the big one that hurt nerds everywhere was the mm-hmm. passing of the man that um, played the character of Bruce Wayne and Batman the longest and the most amount of media. And that was Kevin Conroy. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed this week at the age of 66, which is super young. was the cancer the big c was it did is that what they yeah. finally said yeah they said he had a short battle with cancer oh apparently he um, worked yeah he worked he did conventions like right up until like basically the end yeah he started voicing batman and bruce wayne in 1991 and with the animated series and yep. then became the voice of batman for a generation Right. Like if you've played the Batman Arkham video games, if you've watched any of the like Warner Brothers animated movies, Mask of the Phantasm and the Adventures of Batman and Robin, that was him. Um, He was he was in Batman Beyond. He was in basically anything that you saw, like the new Batman adventures. He was. Bruce Wayne on the Superman animated TV show. And he actually, he did a live action version of Bruce Wayne in one of the CW Uh crossovers. That's right. Um, and it was the Bruce Wayne after his back was broken by Bane. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, it's quite a shock. A lot of people are very, very torn up. Mark Hamill seems to be beside himself at this point Mm -hmm. Um, because he was the Joker to Kevin Conroy's Batman. And I don't, I don't think the animated series is as good without either one of them. Um, Yeah, I'd agree. One of the things that I always appreciated about Kevin Conroy was that he was one of the first actors to portray Batman as Bruce's real identity. And Mm -hmm. that Bruce was, was the, was the alter ego. And it wasn't, 
he carried he carried Bruce Wayne in a different way with his voice acting and um he tells a really lovely story about helping out during 9/11 cuz I guess he lived in New York and um I think it was on, in that documentary I know that voice and he tells the story of he was very humble and didn't tell anybody who he was until somebody working in the back with him. And they were like, I guess they were making meals for the first responders. And, um, one of the other guys said, so I'm like a lawyer during the day. What do you do? And he said, Oh, I, I do voices for animated stuff. And he was like, I thought I knew your voice. You're Batman, right? And he was like, yeah. And so this dude went out and said, do you guys know who's back here cooking your meals? Batman. And I guess from the back of the the gigantic place with all the first responders came a voice that said, bullshit, make him prove it. And so, and so he came out and he did the I am Batman, I am vengeance, I am the knight thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole place erupted and was like, holy shit, it's fucking Batman. And so I guess for the rest of the time they, you know, they ribbed him for it and stuff, but 66 is awful young. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Apparently he, uh, he attended for- Juilliard and studied under John Houseman. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I cut you off. What were you going to say? No, I, I was going to segue. Oh, go ahead. Segue. Okay. So since we're talking about Batman, uh huh. Ha- have you seen the new Batman Cologne Vengeance? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's on sale right now for $177. The the deluxe version of the packaging sells for $395 because what? it's covered in Swarovski crystals. All right, hang on. Let me let me look this up. The Batman Vengeance fragrance. What the fuck? Yep. Yep. They were created to capture the olfactory sensorial experience of Gotham City. So it smells like shit. I was going to say it smells like like sweat and cat piss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also also has a candle, a scented candle. Oh Jesus! And a a reusable lipstick case that looks like a bow tie for uh, some strange reason. I was just going to ask, and that's got little crystals on it too. Of course it does. What the fuck, man? What what adult Batman fan wants the thing with the crystals on it? Uh, Elton John. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I mean if you you if you don't like the fragrance, you could buy the $100,000 timepiece. Oh, oh. Okay. It, it, like a Batman watch? Yes. And you also get a 12-inch tall bat signal watch holder. Oh, um, 
maybe maybe this is the one I'm looking for. Is this on the Hollywood Reporter? Oh, yes, it is. Okay. Yep. That's an ugly fucking watch. I'm it sorry. It looks like a it looks like a kitchen timer. And it's like the middle of it sticks out. Yep. You'd be ripping that on fucking every wall you walk past. Oh no, it's got a metal. It's got a glass dome on it. That, oh, it does. That's even worse. There's a side picture on the Hollywood Reporter of it, um, where you can see the time set button, and it looks like there's a metal dome. Oh, over. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yep. still gonna crack that and break that though. That's yeah. so going into the wall. Oh, and you have to wind it. Why? Because it's not a battery-powered watch. Why in 2022 are we making watches you have to fucking wind? For $100,000. Well, because it's limited to 283 pieces, all handmade. Did they sell them, though? And, And if you're looking at the picture, there are no hands on it. No, there's not. So the dial, the egg timer dial... Is what rotates. <laughs> what the fuck, man? So yeah, you know, if you you're looking for Christmas gifts. Oh yeah, I'll buy two. I'll buy one for one. you, one for me. I mean, yep. it, according to this, there was only ten sold, so there's there seems to be a lot left over. Uh, yeah. But they also this company also has a hundred and fifty thousand dollar Death Star watch and a hundred and twenty thousand dollar Boba Fett watch. Look, I am a fan of Boba Fett. I have been a fan since the character was introduced in 1980. There is not anything in this world that would make me spend that amount of money on a Boba Fett watch. Oh, you sure? Yeah. Because this is more hideous than the Batman watch. Is it? Yes. Boba Fett. Come on. Boba Fett watch. Um, Yes. Yes, it is. Holy shit. Got this tacky looking fabric wristband. So what it looks like, because it's got the same time set button on the side, uh-huh. but in Mandalorian, I bet that it's the same fucking watch as the Batman one, but with a different middle. They just change out. Yes. And put on well, a shitty ass fucking um, band and then try to sell it for how much? 100 and what? 120? 120,000? Yeah. No. No? Now, the, the sad part is, is because we've talked about it. Yeah. The sales are going to go through the roof. <laughs> You know, I mean, these are just going to sell out like that. Look, if there's anybody who listens to us that can afford this shit, then (laughs) come fucking talk to me and let's make movies instead. Don't waste your fucking money on this. Yes. 
Waste your money on us. But goddamn. Yes, that yep. is a hideous fucking watch. Mm-hmm. $120,000 is a fucking crime. But apparently 10 people have spent it. That's 10 people that should have their lives seriously looked at. They probably all live in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> they probably all, you know, they're the type of people that will drive a, like a $100,000 sports car and then just leave it on the side of the road. Yep. <sighs> when you had to flee the country. Yeah. See, I would rather spend the $24.30 on Bonanza for the Star Wars Boba Fett 2012 watch that's at least got his helmet in the middle. <laughs> that's at least, you know, decent. I mean, okay, Citizen has a $375 watch that's Boba Fett themed that's got the that's got the little crest and the um, um, mythosaur skull symbol and stuff on it. I don't know if it's worth $375, but it's a better looking watch than that $120,000 one. All right, I'll return it. <laughs> I would seriously, if you, if you spent 120 grand on that, I would seriously be like, you need to seek some professional help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too much money for some people, man. Yep. Oh, speaking of Star Wars, did you watch this week's Andor? Of course I did. Yeah, what'd you think? Uh I I liked it. It was I'm so we finally got to the um, the prison break and it came really fast it mm-hmm. wasn't like there was a lot of debate there was a little bit of debate but like the plan was already way into motion by the time the episode started right um, and I think that it's nice that Andy Serkis is getting a chance to be an actor without having to wear makeup, without having to be in a motion capture suit. Yeah. And showing that he's an, he's a really good actor. I think that the, go ahead. Wasn't he in black Panther? Is that the Marvel? Yeah. Well, I mean, clue claw is a, a bit over the top. Well, it's, that's where it kind of started. I mean, he did, he did a little cameo in age of Ultron and then he was in black Panther. Um, but this is him getting to showcase what he can actually do. And I think all of the performances, I think the, the monologue by Stellan Skarsgård in this. Yep. Is it was an amazing piece of, of acting from him. And I feel like one way out is going to be the new nerd cry instead of this is the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's got that much power to it. Okay. Um, but it was, it was an amazing 50 minutes or whatever it was of nonstop action 
of watching these guys fight for their lives. Um, and then the heartbreak of the line from Andy circus that he couldn't swim. Mm -hmm. And like, here's a dude that's put it all on the line and he's just like, I can't go like uh, this is as far as I go. I don't know what you want me to do. And Andor doesn't even have a chance to help him. Right. He just gets swept off the side with everybody else. And like at the end, it's just him and Melshi like running through the big empty field. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm wondering whether or not we see Andy Serkis's character again. Yeah. But if we don't, I mean, this is an amazing way for him to kind of go out. Sure. Because this show is not about coddling the audience at all. No, we're not. We're not like holding, getting our hands held of like, okay, so we're going to come back and we're going to figure out what's happened to these people. Like when there was the, um, when they attacked the garrison for the money, Mm -hmm. did Cinta who stayed with the prisoners, did she kill the entire family? She leaves, but like she could have, she could have wiped out everybody that she was sitting in front of because we know that she likes to just open fire because she's the one that kills the engineer. Right. So like we're not being like, okay, here's, um, here's what's going on. It's, you have to make inferences from what's being said. And with, with what has been shown in the trailers and what we haven't seen yet, like I would have thought that the big shot of the star destroyer coming into whatever that planet was, where the garrison was that they hit that we would have went back and we would have seen the aftermath of that, but we don't. And so seeing that most of the stuff that we haven't seen yet is back on Farrix. I think that's the name of the planet. Um, I've got to think that these last two episodes are and or making his way back to Ferrix and finding a whole world of shit that has come down because of him. And maybe he tries to get rid of the empire from there. Hmm. Um, before he joins the rebellion. Right. It is such a good show, though. I mean, it's remarkable what they've been able to do with it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, we're seeing just how far Mon Mothma is going to go to help the rebellion. You know, she's meeting with this this scumbag. <laughs> Yeah, there needs to be a fall from grace for her um, because within the next five years, she's going to be living in a temple on Yavin. Right. Um, and like fully connected into the rebellion. So whether or not she gets outed by this dude or season two just has this dramatic downfall from her she's got to fall pretty hard. Yes. Yes. 
quite yet. I mean, for a show that nobody thought they wanted. <laughs> right. Now it, they can't get enough. It is amazing that people can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. And it's always that thing, like, there are, like, 50-minute episodes, and time just goes by so fast for them. It's like, wow, okay. Like, I really kind of wish that they were longer. Yeah. I think it's interesting to see that there are other spies in the midst. Like the guy who's who's talking to Luthen at the end. Right. And and there's all kinds of different rebellion cells that they're trying to go after. There's this dude Krieger that you're tra- that the Imperials are trying to trap. Mm-hmm. And they're going through this thing of like, if we don't go, they're gonna know that we know. And so we need to go to keep up appearances and then it's just like like there's this whole like thing going on where like both sides are trying to play each other and I feel like if Krieger if whoever this Krieger guy is gets ambushed and gets sacrificed well, by Luthen already. yeah well, well but Luthen's going to use his men as like an excuse and I feel like we're going to see Luthen go back to Saw Gerrera now and say, you didn't want to work with him and now he's dead. We need to at mm. least be under one banner. Right. And the build up to the, the rebellion that you see in Star Wars. Right. Because even in Rogue One, they are not unified. No, not at all. It's, There's all these factions it's only until Jin decides that she's going to go get the plans that they kind of like star wars is actually almost the first time when you see the base on yavin that they're one consistent group which is only a few days after rogue one so like that sacrifice seems to have brought the rebellion together Two episodes left. It's a lot to pack in. It is. It is. I mean, fortunately, though, they're guaranteed a second season. So mm-hmm. there are things that can be left until whenever the hell the next season comes out. And we're not worried about whether or not it's actually going to happen. Right. But yeah, it's it's so good. I feel like that this is one of those that I'm going to rewatch a couple of times. Mm-hmm. In in the space of when it waiting for it to come back. Right. Not all the Star Wars shows have been that way. Uh no. I haven't gone back and watched the Boba Fett show. That's what I'm saying. Or the Obi-Wan show, to be quite fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're both heavily fan service. Yeah. And they make no no qualms about owning that. Very true. Yeah, so and this seems more like a, a, a 
an actual story being told instead of fan service. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and there's definitely stuff with the Easter eggs and the callbacks and all that kind of stuff, but it's still a powerful story. Right. Right. And that's what stands out about it. I think you could take star Wars out of it and still have a compelling story to watch. Right. And that's, I mean, that's the mark of, of greatness, right? I mean, that's like the movie, the dark Knight. you can take Batman out of it and it's still a compelling story. And you don't have, you don't have fucking, um, you know, lightsabers and Jedi or the force in this. Like we talked about last week, there's not even aliens. Like, like it's all human people and Mm -hmm. their struggle and stuff. And the, the aliens you have seen are very like to the side. So I'm, it's, it's, it's just so well done. Yeah. Which is interesting because I read a thing with Tony Gilroy who created the show where he basically said that he's not a huge fan of star Wars. He's just, he just decided that like this story could be told with characters from rogue one. Mm -hmm. But I do think like if you turned around and then said, okay, well let's do something like this. That's sci-fi that has elements of star Wars, but doesn't have to be like the galactic evil empire. You could get Mm -hmm. through the same way. Right. Yeah, it's just so well done. Yeah. Did you watch anything else this week? I did. I started watching the Zootopia shorts. Oh, did you? Are they any good? They're cute. (laughs) One of them is like a a Real Housewives parody with the shrew, Mr. Big's daughter. Okay. Um, which is kind of funny because they all have like bad Jersey accents. <laughs> um, it's cute. I saw the first three. Okay. Um, yeah. If, if you're missing Zootopia, it's worth checking out. I don't know if I'm missing Zootopia though. No. no. All right. Whatever. <laughs> um, and then I also started watching something that's been on my hard drive for several years now and I never got around to it. Oh, but geez. the umbrella the umbrella academy. Oh, I love the umbrella academy. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I totally binged at season 1 yesterday. Started on season 2 today. Um I just love that it's a superhero movie, but they're not quite superheroes. And then there's a whole time police component and time travel and you know in in season two one of one of the the heroes um becomes a cult figure like charles manson yep um it's like oh okay yeah they they travel Um, back into the 60s but they don't travel together. No, they get, they end up in the same place like a year apart. Right. And so a lot of them are on their own. Um, Oh God, why am I blanking on their names? The, the oldest sister, um, uh, Allison, Allison, black girl. Yeah. Like she has the power to, 
um, suggest things that you end up doing. And so like she winds up with like the, the, um, um, God, why am I fucking blanking today? She, she winds up with, um, the gorilla. No, the half man, half gorilla. No, she, she winds up. No, she, she winds up with the, in the civil rights movement. Oh yes. Um, and she gets married even though she's married in her old life, I guess. Um, but there's all these, she divorced, I guess, but there's all these custody battle thing. You have to remember, I like you binge that yesterday and I haven't (laughs) seen it in years. So, um, so yeah, but they're like, it's not a typical superhero show. No, they're very flawed and they're very, um, they're a lot of times they're not correct in what they're doing. Right. Um, it very much reminds me of doom patrol in that way. Uh huh. Like there's, there's things that happen where you're like, Oh, that's, that's fucked up. And it's just normal course of life for them. Right. Yeah. And it's the whole premise is kind of weird that it's like in 1989, 43 women all gave birth at the exact same time. Right. And this billionaire goes out and tries to buy them. And he ends up with seven, which become his umbrella Academy. Well, wait until you get to the end of season two. <laughs> All right. Is that when Ellen page becomes Elliot? Well, that happens in season three. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. And they, they address it that it's not like there's, um, you know, just it's a flip flop. Like, they address it and why she's now a, a man and stuff like that. And you know, it's, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have their monkey Pogo. Oh, but Pogo's dead. Mm. Well, now they have baby Pogo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, it's a good show though. Yes. It's actually yes. written from um, graphic novels that were written by the lead singer of, was it My Chemical Romance? I believe so. I think that's right. Yeah. And and now it's been turned into a Netflix show. And I guess mm-hmm. season four is the final season. Uh, and they just started to shoot it. So. Yep. I mean, you're going to get to the end of season three and you're going to be like, where else can we go? Right. But I guess, I guess they've figured it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole time travel thing is really intriguing because they're going backward in time to stop the end of the world. Right. And in season one, the end of the world is, is like in modern days. Right. And now they've jumped to the past. So, you know, they're, they're, talking about Kennedy coming to town and um, how many yeah, episodes cool. into season two are you in? Uh, three. She just found Luther. Luther just found Vanya. Have you been, have you has, have you been to the time authority yes. yet? Uh, where the handler 
gets fired? Yeah, well, have you met the boss? Yes. The fish? Well, wait a minute. The fish. Yes. <laughs> that is genius. And when it smokes the cigarette and the fish is blowing smoke rings? Yep. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the CGI is pretty good in this for being a, you know, a Netflix show. Yes, for a Netflix show, it's an it's amazing amount of CGI. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so anybody who hasn't seen it the 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 leader of the time bureau has a human body, but it's like a, it's like a fishbowl with a goldfish in it. Right. And like the goldfish talks and the goldfish smokes and the goldfish does all this weird shit. Um, uh-huh. and it just comes kind of out of nowhere and you're just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, and they have these random dance numbers that pop up. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like, because the very first one is just such a non sequitur but you start seeing all these different people doing what they're doing. You know, you see uh, uh, Hazel and Cha-Cha mm-hmm. and they're all dancing around and it's like, what the hell? <laughs> and then there was the, then there was this, was it set? Yeah, it was still in the first season. The one with Luther and, and Allison. Okay. Where it's like this whole dancing with the stars routine. Yep. And I mean, I've seen that there's one in season three, so yes. It actually so, starts the season. Yes, that's what I had seen. But yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's very interesting. It's you know you've got the three Swedish, uh, the IKEA assassins. Yep. That work for the bureau. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it it all gets explained. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh. Yeah just were very well done. The cast is great. Yep. Um, the cast is better than the cast of Titans. Yes. Like Titans always feels like it's a CW show. So speaking of Titans, have you seen this week's episode? I haven't yet. Okay. One of the things, have you seen the first two? No, no. So you haven't seen any of this season yet? No. Okay. Well, after you told me about all the great stuff that happens. Well, my problem with Titans with this season is the same that it's always been. They don't let them be a team. They're constantly splitting them up to do things instead of just going after the big bad as a group. And in this season, especially it seems like they don't know how to write the team. So they're constantly like just pulling them out and like, okay, so in this point you're just not going to be there anymore. And like, we're going to send you over here to do something else, but it's not really important. And that fucking bugs me, man. Yeah. As to where like the whole point of umbrella Academy is that they're, they're having to work together to, to, beat whatever they're going after mm-hmm. and all three seasons of it has been the same and like at least they're working as a team and like even if they all have different powers and stuff but like Titans just doesn't feel like they've ever gelled no and that's really weird for a superhero team show like even even Doom Patrol they have understood the power of working together. 
But every time the fucking Titans come up against something, Dick is like, you guys stay here. I'm going to go this way. Starfire go that way. Everybody else split up. And it's like, why? So, yeah. <sighs> Titans was a good idea in the beginning, but they never got it to fucking gel. No, the Teen Titans animated is a better telling of the Titans. Yes. Has tongue in cheek as it is. But maybe that's what it needs. Sure. I mean, because I remember Titans, you know, the whole thing was like, fuck Batman and like, right. It's going to be real and edgy, but like, here's superpowers and stuff. And it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Well, I do think I'm going to have to start checking out the comic book because I, I want to read Hazel and Chacha Save Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do like shorts in between seasons seasons with stuff like that hmm. maybe they're just you know they're not in a in a position to spend money like that now that Henry Cavill's no longer going to be the witcher right now it's Hemsworth yeah lesser Hemsworth the lesser Hemsworth yep <laughs> the lesser Hemsworth yeah Yep, neither are the good ones. Although I don't know if there's how good the second one is, but Luke, is Luke the other one? Liam, mm. Liam's the one that's married to Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, right? And then yes. Luke is the one that they keep bringing back for Thor movies to play his brother. Yeah. So many Hemsworths. <laughs> Luke is the one that doesn't look like he works out. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> is he the short one? I is think so. Short one. He's he's like the other two look like brothers, and then there's one who looks adopted. Kind of. Yeah. 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 And like Luke was in Westworld, and like you see him and you're like, well, it kind of, kind of looks familiar. And it's like, Oh, that's Chris, yeah. Chris Hemsworth's brother. Yeah. He's only five, nine. And like the other two are like giants. Maybe he was adopted. Could be. His younger brothers. No, I guess he's the oldest. Who is Luke? Luke, yeah. The short one. Uh, How the fuck did that happen? So weird. When you have to cameo as your brother, then your career is probably not going really well. <laughs> He's just trying to keep him in the public eye. <laughs> it's nepotism. It's like Bill Murray's younger brother. Brothers. Brothers. Well, I've only seen the one, so. Well, there's... There's the guy that was in Caddyshack. And... 
end in Ghostbusters. No, that's that's the youngest brother. Oh, okay. There's there's actually one um, who's been in a ton of the Bill Murray stuff. Um, he played. Remember Wayne's World, the the arcade owner. Uh, maybe. Or um, Clark's boss in Christmas Vacation. Okay. That's Bruce, That's Bill Murray's brother. Hmm. Uh, I just rewatched both Caddyshacks for some reason. Did you? Yeah, I don't know why. It's in the hole. Brian Doyle Murray is the other brother. Oh. And he's been in. He was Jack Ruby in JFK. <laughs> um. But let's see. I mean, he's had a long friggin' history, too. Uh, he was in, it looks like he was in a lot of the National Lampoon stuff. Oh, him. Yeah, he was in 16 Candles, Legal Eagles. He was in Scrooged. I mean, Bald Brothers Day. Scrooged. He was in Ghostbusters right. 2, Christmas Vacation. And then the other brother is the one that, like, they tried to pull along with him and he didn't really get that far and that's the moving violations guy ah uh, okay yeah Brian Doyle Murphy actually like made a career for himself Murphy Brian er, Brian Doyle Murray thank you Jesus too many names <laughs> too many fucking names John Murray is the other one. Oh yeah, he's done tons of shit. He was on the middle. He did a voice on SpongeBob. Wait, which one are we talking about now? Brian Doyle. Okay. The talented one. <laughs> who apparently doesn't grab women inappropriately. Right. So John John Murray. He was Blarney Bill on Two Broke Girls. There you go. John Murray stars in Moving Violations in 1985 and then doesn't work as an actor again until 1988 where he does a bit in Scrooge as Bill Murray's brother. Yes. And then he's in a TV movie. He's in The Roots, The Gift TV movie in 1988 and then doesn't work again as an actor until Elf. Where he's man in elevator. Where he's man in elevator, man. <laughs> wow. Maybe he's the one that's running the the Caddyshack restaurant in <laughs> Where is that? It's not uh it's it's St. Augustine, is it? Oh, is it? It's, it's somewhere know. up there, isn't it? I don't know. Never heard of it before. You really? Yeah. It's in Florida. You don't just go to all these random places. Uh, not anymore. Caddyshack restaurant. It's been a local favorite for over 30 years. Murray brothers, Caddyshack. An unforgettable dining experience. Oh, and you can do mobile eating, mobile ordering. You want to go next week? Where is it? It's in St. Augustine. It's in Pennsylvania. No, there's one in St. Augustine. Are you serious? Yes. 
Is this? Oh, maybe this is not the Caddyshack. Because I pass by it every time I drive down there. Oh, there is a yes, there is Saint Augustine. Eat, drink, and be Murray. That's right. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. You don't want a Chicago hot dog? No, we have Portillo's now. What's that? It's it's real Chicago hot dogs. Oh, really? Yeah. And in fact, the second one is right down the street from me, so I'm excited. Really? They're known for their Italian beef sandwich and their chocolate cake shake. Oh. Every shake has an entire slice of chocolate cake in it. <laughs> wow. So the burgers at Caddyshack include the William Murray burger, which is two four-ounce patties, American cheese, caramelized onions, pickles, mustard, and ketchup. The Smokehouse. The Joel's One Crazy Summer. The Bushwood, the Moving Violations, and the Build Your Own Burger. Nice. And that kind of looks like the end of the puns. That's weird. <laughs> oh, there's a local favorite called the Murray Family Irish Chicken. Which is Guinness mushroom sauce, mashed potatoes, and vegetables, and that's twenty-two dollars. Wow! Or you can get truffle mac and cheese for seventeen. Is truffle a mushroom? Yes. Is that what it is? It's a fungus. It's a fungus. It's a fungus you put on your stuff. Yes. Oh. Yeah, there's a really bad picture of all the Murray brothers on the top of the website. Yes. Good God. And John Murray has not aged well. <laughs> no. <laughs> hmm. No. So it's funny that you that you mentioned Scrooge because I watched that this past week. Did you? Yeah. Why? It's not even. Well, because I was, I was flipping through my streaming services and was looking for something mindless to put on, and uh, that was it. Oh, okay. Um, very dark. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be dark, though. They. Yeah. The the addition of Bill Murray is what made it into a comedy. Right. But I mean if you if you listen to the the score for it, mm-hmm. it's like oh, a yeah. Danny Elfman like dark score. Yep. Yep. But that's just not the way it plays with, you know, when you have Bill Murray in it. Uh yeah. And yeah. um um, what's his name? Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait? No, uh, the Poindexter guy. Oh, Buster Poindexter. Buster Poindexter's in it, yeah. Yes. It was during that weird, like, we're going to put him in a bunch of shit. 
mm-hmm. like because he did that, and then he did um, Free Jack. Lamp- he- and he did the National Lampoon reunion. Was he in that too? The high school reunion one? Yeah. Yeah, like, like I don't know why they were trying to make him an actor, but sure. Uh, yeah. Got but, yeah, but you know, we're getting a remake of it with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell soon, so. But that's not really a Scrooge thing. They're just trying to take the it's stupid a idea. Story. Well, it, it's yes. a Scrooge story, but it's but not. But it's a musical. Yeah. That should be interesting. Right. Is that the weird spin on this one? It's like, we're going to make this one a musical. <laughs> Probably. Did you know Ryan Reynolds could sing? Did you care? Uh, no. I mean, now that he's just himself and everything. Right. But you kind of got like two of those. You kind of got like both him and Will Ferrell are actors that are now acting as themselves. Right. And their character is them. Yeah. So or they've become the character that they've portrayed. Right. So I wonder how that's going to work out. Yep. I mean, best of luck for it to it but I mean it's also an Apple Plus so I don't know how many people will see it right yeah but good for him I guess I watched um um an oldie but a goodie I watched The Jerk with Steve Martin this week oh really yeah. okay it had been so I, I came to realize that not only did I never see the full movie as, as a kid right. but I, I think I only saw it on TV so when the dog's name is Shithead uh huh um, I, I think in the TV version it was dubbed as Stupid so I was like, why is he calling him shithead? I don't kind of remember these parts. And so there were a lot of things that I don't remember because like they were cut out of the TV version. So that it was, it was like seeing a new movie. It was, it was kind of interesting. Wow. But it's a really bizarre film. It's, I guess it's taken from a lot of, of Steve Martin comedy content from that time. And there's okay. little nods to like his comedy through it all. Like at one point mm-hmm. he's wearing a bunch of gold chains and there's a King Tut chain in the beginning, like on the outside that you can see, um, you know, he plays kind of a stupid guy who's not really like all there and just kind of stumbles ass backwards in the money and stuff. And, um, it's, it's an interesting film though. Yeah some liberal use of the n-word and is, is that's the one where he's like the born on a sharecropper farm or something to a black family yes he starts out saying i was born i was born a black boy yes but there's also a scene where after he gets rich 
it, like people are coming to him for his money and he's dealing with gangsters and he t- they keep talking about keeping the N-word out. And he was like, N-word? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, I'm an N-word. And like he starts to beat them up and stuff. Hmm. So, you know, not exactly family friendly, but but it's got, um oh, what's her name? Bernadette Peters in it. Mm-hmm. Who was like absolutely gorgeous in her youth. Oh, yeah. So he did know. pennies, pennies from heaven with her, too, because they were dating at one point. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, good for him. I still have fond memories of her and Heart Bleeps. You remember Heart Bleeps? Oh, yep. With the robots. Uh huh. Her and her and Andy Kaufman. Boy, she made some great movies, didn't she? <laughs> uh, I mean, Heart Bleeps is is something to watch, though. I mean, it's it's way out there. Right. I mean, and the cast, it's got Andy Kaufman and Brenda Peters, Randy Quaid when, before he was fucking nuts, uh, Christopher Guest was in it mm-hmm. and they're all like these weird robot looking people. And I guess it's a, at a time when robots are, um, like housekeepers and shit like that. And, mm-hmm. um, there's one that's like a comedian. Like there's all kinds of weirdness in it. That should be one that we watch. Heart beeps, heart bleeps, heart beeps. I don't even know if you can find that anymore. I guess you can buy it on prime video. Of course you can. You oh, can it's buy heart Heart it's beeps. heart beeps. Yeah, I know. I fucked it up. <laughs> it's apparently on Prime. Oh, like to watch? That's what it says. Not buy? Oh, you can rent it for three ninety nine or buy it for fourteen ninety nine. Oh, well. F that. <laughs> there must be another way to see it. Uh, yes. I'm sure someone has it. Like I can't, I I can't uh, imagine that like the quality increase of a Blu-ray would be that good for this. Uh, on, yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, the whole thing. Yep. Oh, nice. Everybody needs to go out and watch Heartbeeps. Just because. Just because you said so. Just because. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got Andy Kaufman in it. One of the strangest human beings ever to live. <laughs> you know, there's no fucking heartbeeps clip in um, Man on the Moon. Like, you never see Jim Carrey dressed <laughs> in the heartbeeps outfit. Like, that should have been something they fucking worked off of. Right. We'll have to bookmark this and watch it later. It's only an hour and 17 minutes. It's not a big commitment. No, it's not. 
So yeah. Good times. If you say so. <laughs> Uh, okay, we can't just fizzle out. What else can we talk about? Uh, what else can we talk about? I don't know. What's on your Christmas shopping list? I don't have a Christmas shopping list. You don't? No. Because I buy everything myself. Um, for yourself? Yeah. Just the, you know, socks, jocks, and chocolate. <laughs> That's all I need. Uh, okay. Are you still watching Stargirl? That's ending. No, I was never watching Stargirl. Oh, I thought you did for a while. Uh-uh. Oh. Nope. Never mind. Never mind. I vaguely remember skipping over it. Oh. <laughs> However, I haven't watched anything on CW in quite a long time, so. No? No. You're not a Riverdale fan? No. No? Oh. All right. Whatevs. Never watched Supernatural. Wasn't big into Riverdale or um, didn't they do like a Sabrina show? Oh, yeah. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, CW's a little done. <laughs> I'm not really sure how you uh, you bounce back after the the superhero stuff, right? Because it was really good for a couple of years, and then just shit. Looking for a new audience, I guess. If you want to call it that, I don't. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing else to talk about, is there? No. No. Did you see Dolly Parton at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I saw her singing with uh, Rob Halford. Yes. Mm. That was interesting. And then she got a $100 million grant from Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Yeah. I assume that's for her charity. Uh, yeah, but I mean. Or was he, it to sleep with him? I mean, he also could have used that money to, I don't know, pay his workers more. Oh, why would you do that? $100 million would go a long way to these poor people that can't even go to the bathroom while they're delivering your packages. Yep. <clears throat> Do you hear the uh, the Indiana Jones 5 test screenings have been abysmal? Oh, no. Yeah. But they're going to make a TV series. <sighs> they already did. It was called The Young Adventures of Indiana Jones. But this is going to be all about Abner Ravenwood. Do you know how you know that fucking Indiana Jones 5 is not going to be good? <clears throat> how? Because Kathleen Kennedy said that James Mangold has done un an unbelievable job with Indy. Ugh. So, yeah... He should have just kind of walked away and just 
went to the MCU to be Thunderbolt Ross and let them back the money truck up that way. Right. <clears throat> Instead of, oh, you want to do another Indiana Jones film? Okay. Without Steven Spielberg? Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. All right. You got anything else? No. We're done. (laughs) All right. So who knows what the next couple of weeks will be, when the shows will be up, if the shows will be up, whatever. (laughs) We'll be back eventually. I don't know when. We'll see. Right. Lots of shit going on in the next couple of weeks. But... Mm -hmm. Um, until then, if you want to get stay in touch tuned. with us, yeah, stay tuned. You can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. I'm Batman. <laughs>